Hello, and welcome to In All of Us Command. I'm Kate. And I'm Aaron. And we will be learning about national anthems. Each week, we choose a new country at random, we learn a little bit about the country, and then we listen to their anthem. After listening, we will rate the anthem based on several criteria and see how they stack up in our humble opinion. We don't want you to think that because of the title, we're huge fans of O Canada. In fact, we plan to dunk on it pretty much constantly throughout the show, and we don't expect it to finish very highly in the rankings at all. Today, we are going to be talking about Brunei, and I will be taking us through a little bit of history, we'll talk about the anthem, and we'll eat some tasty food. What do you think about that, Aaron? That sounds great to me. Okay. So we're going to talk a little bit about Brunei. I will be perfectly honest going into this. I had never heard of Brunei. I had no idea that Brunei existed. Um, The full extent of my knowledge about Brunei Mm. going into this is that the Sultan of Brunei is one of the richest men on earth. That is, is, that's all I know. This is true. This is true. Brunei is actually a really rich country and we'll talk about why. Okay. Um, So Brunei is a small country. It's an island um, with the Philippines to the east and Malaysia to the west. It's a strange shape and you really want to look at it on a map to get a good sense of this. It's too- I actually had, I would not have guessed it was an island. It is, it is, it is like with other places okay. on, on an island. Right. It's not, okay. It doesn't take up the whole island. Okay. Um, I'm going to get into this with these weird like finger shapes okay. almost that kind of branch out like this, but they're not connected in the middle. So it's a weird, I'm going to say almost a U shape, but obviously it's a landmass, so it's not a perfect Right. Yeah. U. We'll post a picture of this in the show notes so, yeah. so listeners can have a better idea of yeah. what we're talking about. For sure. And definitely worth looking at just for your own sort of clarity. Um, it confused me a little bit uh, at first. And it is, in terms of geography, mostly rainforest. It's a very popular destination for hiking. Okay. Um, people like to go and look at the rainforest, exciting plants, exciting animals. Um, they really tried to beef up their tourists, tourist, tourism in the past little while, um, and the hiking is a, a big attraction for that. Cool. Um, there is, in Brunei, a very high standard of living, one of the highest in the world. And this is because of their very rich oil and gas deposits. Um, so it is, it is a rich ranch country right um and also as we mentioned a a sultanate so it has been ruled actually by the same family for six centuries okay which is you know a long time um it is a primarily muslim country um with islam being the dominant religion since about the 14th century okay i had some notion of that yeah yeah, and um, Malay and English are the primary languages. There are also a number of indigenous languages. I had some trouble, though, I'll be honest, researching this. It was hard to get sort of in-depth information. I read kind of a variety of overviews okay. that all said more or less the same thing. Yeah. So we'll get into this as much as we can, um, with the anthems, of course, really being the focus. Uh, of course. So we'll loop back there. Um, so Brunei has been inhabited since the 6th century CE, um, which is evidenced by early trade with India and China. It was Hindu and Buddhist chiefly before Islam kind of arrived. Mm-hmm. Um, and Islam was officially embraced by the Sultan Muhammad in 1405. And it would appear that it, it arrived kind of due to trade with other Muslim nations. Okay. There is an interesting kind of creation myth that m- may have some truth to it, but may not. Also, the records, as I found, are a little bit 
sketchy and it sort of depends who you talk to. And I mean, some of it definitely airs more on the side of myth than history, but we'll get into that. It's kind of interesting. Um, the, the thinking is that the Brunei was sort of founded originally by 14 brothers and cousins who are all kind of loosely related, um, who came to the area that are, that is now known as Brunei. Um, and they chose one of them to be their leader. However, he was not chosen because he was the oldest, but because they thought he was the most fit to lead. Okay. Um, in cool. some versions, this is where we get in more to the myth and less into the history. Um, they are the sons of Dua Amas of Kayangan. I am sorry for the butchery of pronunciations that will probably ensue. Um, who is a supernatural being who came to Earth in an egg. He married and had a son. And then they went to 13 villages and like fathered 13 more sons to make the 14. Okay. Which is kind of cool. It's a cool um, story. Yeah. It is. It is. Again, I can much- definitely see how historians would be questioning yeah, you can kind of take what you want and I, I would think it's probably true in some aspects yeah um and probably less true in others but that's you know same we look at like romulus and remus of rome right you get the same kind of thing oh yeah um so brunei is placed under british protection it's called a protectorate in 1889 um, where, and this is different from like a straight up colonization, where Britain is in charge of kind of high level stuff like legislation and administration and taxes. Um, but it's, as I say, not a colony, a protectorate. I was doing some research. This is a little bit confusing, but a protectorate has its own leader, but the citizens, I believe, held a British passport okay. while it was going on. Um, Brunei was briefly occupied by Japan in World War II. And Britain remained in control until 1959, when the Sultan takes over internal government and Britain continues to handle defense and foreign policy. And then Brunei actually opts to remain under British protection and not become part of Malaysia for some time after that. Um, I believe their independence is 1980. I can't believe I didn't write this down. 1984, I want to say. I did that. Um, I think Slovenia, too. (laughs) Yeah, give or take. Somewhere... (laughs) Somewhere in the early to mid-1980s. Okay. Um, the Sultanate is a bit of an anomaly because although it's run like an absolute monarchy, there are many qualities in Brunei that would sort of be attributed normally to a socialist nation. Um, there is free education up to university, uh, okay. free health care, and no income tax. So it's a different kind of a place to live, I imagine. I don't know if no income tax necessarily but that's not no it's true that's yeah. not really a socialist thing but it's an interesting thing yeah it's a mark of a wealthy country that it's true doesn't yeah. have to charge its citizens to be there for roads and schools and stuff um they have an interesting dual justice system and this is a little bit of a contentious point that we will okay. touch on but it's a dual system where there's a, a secular court and what's called a sharia court um and the the Sharia court or Sharia law is a justice system that is based in sort of Islamic concepts of law. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with the idea. I had yeah. no idea what this was. Um, really, you've never heard of it? I didn't. I had not, at least not in that word. I think I like kind of a vague concept, but. Anyway, we'll just continue to unveil my ignorance here. You, like, um, read the news more than I do. I read Canadian news. Fair enough. More than anything. Um, and probably not. A lot of, like, complicated international stuff, I get in on it too late. 
And then, I, I don't know, I just, because I, I didn't come in at the beginning, I have no context for what's happening, and right. I just get confused and stop reading. Um, this is not great. I'm not really proud of this. I continued to try to do my best to keep up with the world, but I don't, I don't know. Um, so. Sorry, continue yeah. your explanation. No, that's all good. Um, so Sharia law was adopted in 2014 and it was, as I say, contentious when it happened. The world didn't like it very much. Sharia yeah. law is. It's a very contentious point. Worldwide. It's a very contentious yeah. point. It, you know, you commit a crime and I think, for example, you know, you commit adultery and they stone you to death in the street kind of a thing, mm-hmm. which I mean, you do what works for you, but I'm generally against stoning people. For crimes. Um, it's a lot of corporal punishment, physical punishment. Yeah. Um, and it is also, there are different sort of levels of Sharia law I was reading. So it can be interpreted more or less literally, just kind of depending on where you are and who your judge is. Right. Um, but it seems Brunei is taking a more literal right. angle. That's, um, that's tough. Yes. Yes. And my understanding from my research is it's very hard to not be Muslim in Brunei. There is a small portion of christians there and i believe still some some buddhists but it's it's not easy yeah it's not easy um there i mean in general i am anti richest people in the world so to find out that there are some problems in a state run by one of them is unsurprising yeah. for me. There was in the early 2000s a bit of a scandal because Prince Jeffrey Bulkia um, spent a bunch of state funds on, quote, from my research, luxury goods. He got in a bunch of trouble, had to pay it back. Did you not find any specification on what luxury goods? I'll be honest, I didn't look that hard. <sighs> You and I do not research the same. <laughs> no, we don't. That would have been number we one don't. priority for um, me. I have I have a fun fact coming up, though. Okay. <laughs> um, we are coming to the end of my sort of historical, historical research. The last thing I was going to note was that um, the majority of the population in Brunei is Malay with some Chinese immigrants. Okay. Um, and some groups of indigenous people. And... Now we're going to talk fun facts. Yeah, do yeah. it. Okay, so the official language is Malay. We said that. Mm-hmm. English is also a second important language. Um, but because of the Chinese population, there are also some southern Chinese dialects and Mandarin, which can sometimes be taught in schools. Um, popular sports include soccer, badminton, and something called sepak takra, which translates roughly as smash ball. Cool. And Great is, yes, and is essentially volleyball with two teams on either side of a net, um, but you're not allowed to touch the ball with your hands or your arms. Okay. So everything but head, torso, interesting legs, and you you want to get the ball over the net and land on the ground on the other side. Okay. And you get a point is basic. I'm sure it's more complicated than yeah, that, but yeah. that's the basic structure. Cool. Um, I like the idea of smash ball. That sounds really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, their national animal is a white-bellied sea eagle, which, if you look up a photo, is a very majestic-looking bird. They're sort of akin to, like, a bald eagle in kind of the head shape, but they're all white. Cool, I want gray. you to show me when we're, oh, when we're listening. I will. They're 
quite spectacular. I found this on like a children's fun facts about Brunei website and they had a photo and I was like, wow, that's, that's, I'm, I'm so shocked in my research so far of how hard it's been to find like an official record of this is the national animal. This is the national dish. It's weird. I think it's maybe not that official or people disagree. Right. Like I'm even thinking like what's Canada's? Is it the beaver, the loon, the Canada goose? We have options. Fair enough. I would have just said the beaver. But I feel like we see loons on everything. Yeah, but you also see beavers on everything. It's true. true. It's tough. But also Canada geese are, you know, rats, essentially. Yeah, the demons that haunt our every (laughs) street and parkway. Yes, the way they look at you as you walk past. Like, I will break you. (laughs) I will. Um, And... Then I was learning also about the national dish, which it seems people mostly agree is something called embouillat, um, which is a stretchy, starchy paste that you then dip in a variety of sauces. Right. Yeah. You were showing me this because we we decided not to make it in the end. Yes. This is the kind of thing that although it's very few ingredients for the embouillat itself, the pastes and dips. Yeah. We were going to need to make like six different sauces. Like a whole thing. And I also feel like this is the kind of dish that I really want like a native Brunei person to make for me. That's true. It's, it would be tough to feel like you had done a good authentic job yeah. of all the different dips. And I would never know if I got it right or mm-hmm. if it was tasting like it was supposed to. Yeah. And, um, I'll be honest, the picture was a little freaky looking. Um, I would still try it though. If someone was like, here, try this. It's our national dish. I'd be like, okay, could be fun. The sausage, it seems fun and kind of interactive and a nice thing to do with a big group of people. So tell us a bit about what you did end up making that's simmering in the slow yeah. cooker right beside you. So today we're cooking something called beef rendang, which is a beef stew uh, cooked in coconut milk, red curry paste, and usually served over rice. Um, I would like to note that we did not find all the like exact ingredients that you're supposed to have for this, just by virtue of shortage of stores and shopping opportunities but we got some um, of them like we, we got, got some of them. paste and stuff it's not going to be a total fakers no, attempt no it's not fake by any <laughs> means but it's also not a hundred percent what the recipe told me to do but then also i understand that this recipe like many recipes has a number of variations yeah different ways you can cook it different things you can add to it so we're not sort of you know married to one thing and one thing only um so that is most of what I had for history and fun facts. The rest of what I have is about the national anthem. Should we get into it? Yeah, let's take a break and listen. What's it called? It is called Ala Pelikara Ken Sultan or God Bless the Sultan in English. Cool. All right, let's take a break and have a listen. Okay. Welcome back. We have now eaten some beef rendang, and we have listened to the national anthem of Brunei, the abode of peace. And would you like to comment on the food to start? Yeah, the rendang was really tasty. It was, I don't know, for some reason, the name of the food had me expecting something a little, 
a little spicier, a little heartier, and mm. it was kind of light and coconutty and and really nice. It's um, a lot of coconut. It's coconut milk and also toasted coconut. Yeah, I don't know why I was expecting something so much heavier than I got, but I, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to say that when I was looking into our crock pot here, I did feel that the sauce was a little bit thinner than it was in some of the photos I saw. Um, that there is potential that it was a little bit more, I want to say, kind of watered down. I think I'm even talking about the flavor more than more than, oh, than the, the texture? texture of it. Yeah, sure, I thought right. it was going to be a much heartier flavor. The flavor for is some, quite Just light. for some reason. I don't know why. Just to look at, it looks... It looks pretty It does look heavy. very hearty, And yeah. I think, too, the, like the kind of Western like beef stew that we're all probably thinking That's of. That's true. Potatoes and carrots. It's pretty and heavy. heavy. That's heavy like yeah. your good old winter, like, bulk up for the season food. Yeah. Um, which this is not really. I guess it's a warmer climate, though, so that might also have something That's to do with true. it. That's true, yeah. Yeah. So I also enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Fun cooking experience. A um, little bit stressful at the beginning because it was a lot of ingredients. Um, yeah, it was some stuff you hadn't worked with before. Yeah, I don't know a lot about tamarind paste. I'm not really sure I used enough. Um, I like coconut milk, though. Big fan of coconut milk. <laughs> We've been using it a lot since we started doing this it's show. It's true, and I feel there is more to come. Yeah. Yep. Um, so then we listened to the anthem. Would you like to talk about that? Would you like me to start? I can tell you a little bit about it. Yeah, so... Tell, tell me a bit about the history of it before we get into our discussion of the song itself. So again, up front, I had trouble finding a lot of in-depth information on this. Yep. And not from, I'm going to say, super reliable sources. So this is what I have yep. um, to be taken with a grain of research salt. Um, so the this, this anthem was composed, lyrics-wise... Um, by music and lyrics by different people, yes. just to be clear. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Um, by Penegran Muhammad Yusuf bin Abdul Rahim, who, according to one of the sources I read is meant to go by Yusuf just generally. So okay. we'll use that going forward. Um, it was written in 1947 and adopted by the country in 1951, actually while Brunei was still a protectorate. Um, or British Protectorate, okay. which I think is kind of interesting because some of the other, most of the other countries we've seen so far uh, sort of adopted their national anthems as sort of a, a separation, as like a decolonization. This is not really the case for Brunei, um, although it was played, obviously, at when, when they were fully separate from Britain. The lyrics, were they, were they written as the song or was it more like... Um... Was it more like the Slovenian anthem where they had been written as a poem beforehand and were set to music afterward? No, I believe it was written, like intended to be the anthem. Okay. okay. Um, Yusuf was a politician and a diplomat and a writer. And fun fact, he lived until the age of 92 and died in 2016. Cool. Yeah. So um, he was actually like involved in the state. Like yes. he wasn't just a renowned artist or something. He was no. actually... Involved in ruling the country. Yes, on some level. On some level, yeah. sure. Yeah, he wasn't head of state. But no, yeah. but he was yeah. in the mix, in the shall mix, we somewhere. say. <laughs> yeah. um, and then the music is composed by Haji Aweng Besar bin Sagap um, at the same time as the lyrics. So they were... Okay, they so they go were together. concurrent. Yeah. They go together. Um, but honestly, I couldn't find a lot of information about the, the composer of the music mm -hmm. beyond that he Beyond that, he wrote it. Yeah, this that's, maybe, that's been the case. Yeah, and maybe like another song or two, but even that was looking a little unreliable, so I'm not 
I'm not sure on that one. Um, one YouTube comment, I think, that I read while I was doing this called it the anthem essentially God Save the Queen, but for Brunei. It really feels that way. And it is very much, um, th- there is God and there is the Sultan and those are the main takeaways. Yeah, there's there's really not a ton of of specificity to the lyrics. Um, a thing you told me, so this this time we actually only listened to one version, and it's because you told me that you could find different instances of the anthem being played, but it was always this recording. It did seem that way, or at least something very very similar. Um, it was th- there are different occasions. There was one where they were, I think, raising a flag, and there was another one that was clearly a soccer game or something but it seemed to just be the same arrangement and the same recording every time which is also a little bit curious to me that they like are just married as a country to this recording as far as i can tell on youtube i'm sure people sing it well yeah yeah at least at least the wikipedia article that i'm getting the lyrics off of on my end uh says that school children sing it yes Um, yes i read that also but yeah that recording is god awful oh it's not it's not very good it is so bad it's it's very tinned i find it's very tinned it's the arrangement is Mm -hmm. i i think the melody actually has something when it started off i was like this this is better than you had led me to believe (laughs) and you're like all right let's listen to this um when it started off the first line or two i was like all right i'm i'm kind of feeling this melody and then the harmonies on that recording, I don't know if the singers got them wrong or if the arrangement is just fucking terrible, but, oh, it does not sound good. No, no, the arrangement certainly leaves something to be desired. It feels quite forced to me. Really forced. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want that for people. I want them to be proud of their national anthem. Um, but... I'm going to say this, and no offense to anyone listening from Brunei, but I'm going to say this is easily the worst anthem we've I heard. agree. I agree. And I don't, obviously, as you say, want to be trashing on anybody here. No, but we hate our own anthem. We do. And I don't like this one much either. I'm going to say this one might not even compare favorably to O Canada for me. At least if yes. the only way I can measure it is by that recording. Yes. Yes. Shall we move on to the rankings? Yeah, let's move on to the rankings. Let's okay. let's get some numbers on paper here. Okay, so our first category is lyrics. Lyrics. Are you going to write these down for I us? I am going to write All them right. down for All us. All right. Um, <sighs> lyrics. They're not terrible. Um, I feel they're going to lose some points when I come to like significance of lyrics to their history. So I'm going to give these lyrics four and a half. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Um, I find the lyrics very one note. They are. As I mentioned, there is God and there is the Sultan. It's, it's really God save the queen. Yes. For the Sultan. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to go three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next is music. And unfortunately for this one, we don't have a lot of different versions to talk about yeah. here. 
What you saying? Two. Okay. Okay. I think I... Uh, it hurts. It, I don't yeah. want to be... It feels bad to be mean to these anthems because I feel... Like I'm somehow being implicitly mean to the people, but really this is me standing in solidarity with the people of Brunei. It sucks to have a shitty anthem, and I'm sorry that that's the case for y'all as well. We're Canadian, so we know all about it. Um, Yeah, I'm going to give the music also a three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, background. So again, we don't have a lot to go on for this. But I think it's kind of cool that the guy who wrote the lyrics was actually involved in politics That's in Brunei. True. That that actually is a really cool thing for me. That, is that pretty I don't think we've had yet. Like no. Slovenia, the guy was sort of important to the national revolutionary spirit of mm-hmm. Slovenia, but he wasn't a politician. No, no, I think um, I agree. I agree. I was going to say something else about that, and now I forget, so maybe I'll remember in a minute. What are you saying for background? Background, I'm going to give it five and a half. Oh, what I was going to say was that I really hope there was a meeting where they were like, all right, now we need someone to write the anthem. And he was like, I'll do it. (laughs) I took some piano lessons when I was a kid. Yeah, Yeah. the sultan just said, yes, okay, you do it. (laughs) Go home now. Come back in three days. I don't know. Um, for the background, yeah, I also think it's pretty interesting. I'm going to agree with you and go five. Then we can talk about the significance to the country as our next category. I feel it really, like, although I don't love it, it says what it came to say. It's true, it does. And I feel like, at least from what I've taken in, I do feel like the Sultan is someone who garners a lot of respect in Brunei. Y- you cannot really speak against sure. him yeah, or the, whether or not the royal it's voluntary. Family. Yeah. Um it, it it is somewhat representative, but it also just says so little. I'm thinking a little bit about when we talked about Guyana and their mm-hmm. anthem and how much that anthem cared about the land and the sort of surrounding yeah. natural beauty of the place. Uh, apparently Brunei is also very beautiful. I've seen pictures, the mosques, amazing. Really? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you should look it up. We'll post a picture. Anyway. Cool. Um, but it doesn't really acknowledge the jungle or the surrounding area. Much. Yeah, I'm going to go I'm going to go for a 3 here. Yeah. I think it says what it has to say nicely enough. I just don't think it's saying yeah, anything. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I think it it makes the point if you're going to visit Brunei and you want like the really quick version. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> this is your really quick version. I'm going to go 4. Yeah. Our final category is X Factor, which Oh, that recording killed every chance they had at X Factor. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Um, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say two as well. This is not looking great. All right. Let's uh, let's take a second and tally that all Sounds up. Sounds good. And the total tally is... 34, everyone. Oof, that's that's gotta be easily last place so far. Yes, yes, I believe so. Made up for by the tasty food. The food was good. 
I was reading that the food in Brunei is is a fun mix because they're kind of close to China and they're cool. sort of in Malaysia. So you get a lot of different flavors and nice. And they love rice flour. Okay. All the snacks, rice flour. Interesting. Yes. Um, so normally we also talk about the countries that most fucked the country we are talking about. That's true. Here, though, I know we normally do top three. I think it's just England. Yeah, a just little bit. England for this one. Yeah, yeah, and even then, there is a part where Brunei kind of opts to have England stick around. Although I, I feel like that was mostly like a high level decision and not the people. Also, choosing. at a certain point, a country has just been part of your infrastructure for so yeah. long that to go cold turkey, as it were, might be worse for your country than yeah. than not. And at least what I was reading about. Independence. It seems that um, the the people were very happy when okay. they left England behind, um, and I can understand why. So I'm going to say just England for this one. Yep, a hundred percent. Let's England. give them two points. Okay, England gets two points. <laughs> this will not be the last time I feel. And we will roll our giant imaginary 206-sided die. Yes, and see what you will be teaching us about in two weeks. Yes, we will. And the giant 206-sided die says 159. 159. That gives me Sao Tome and Principe. Okay. Also, as if I'm not already ignorant enough, never heard of this. Have okay, you? I'm, I'm going to guess off the top of my head again that this is an island nation but i'm going to probably say i'm an idiot because i already did that for san marino (laughs) and immediately discovered in my research that that was not the case so we'll see in two weeks if this is an island or not all right sounds great see you Uh, then tune back in next week and i will be here teaching us about san marino and their anthem thank you so much for listening